You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome. John, just just before I hit live on YouTube and record for the podcast, I, John grabbed his water bottle, which makes me think he has a, a Tito's toast. Do you have a Tito's toast or you just were rearranging your water bottle? Yeah, I do. I uh, <laughs> Last night, you know, it's crazy. Once you get to this time of year and looking forward, there's not, unless you're, unless you're one of those true NBA heads, there's not much going on right now, mm. <laughs> you know, d- during the week. Uh, so I just, I watched a start to finish NBA game. Hmm. Now it was the Warriors playing the Suns. So it was, you know, good game. Bradley Beal making his debut. And I'm sitting there on my couch. And all of a sudden, Beal making his debut. <laughs> this Mortal Kombat level move from Draymond, my jaw dropped. And I know Kawakami, good friend of the show. I was listening to him today at the gym. He was adamant that that was not as bad as the chokehold. I could not disagree more. The chokehold, no one was ever going to get. The The optics of the chokehold look really bad, but nothing's happening. It's, it's basically holding a guy moving around. He's not choking him out like he's, you know, fighting McGregor in the octagon. He's just moving him around by that, and he's fine. This one, he easily could have shattered a jaw, broke a cheekbone, shattered a nose. He, live, when he connected, I was like, the viciousness and the velocity was to me it's his most violent move yet like the nut kick it was like he didn't even connect with a ball the the rudy is all optics this was and it's why i don't think it's random that draymond apologized after i think by far it's the most violent thing he's done i don't even think it's close and i'm not saying he was maliciously trying to knock him out but regardless the connection he was laying there on the ground because i bet i can't even imagine someone of draymond's size He's got long ass arms. How bad that hurt that dude in his face. <laughs> so what's your toast? <laughs> just to uh, the I, Draymond just making the NBA. I mean, he's had by far some of the most interesting things. He carried a guy in a chokehold all around the court. He he did a flying arm swing, make the NBA interesting again. So props to Draymond for bringing back our roots of uh, the David Stern era, which I, I miss greatly. Uh, Draymond's played in whatever, however many games he's played in this year. Uh, uh, 12 games? That can't be right. No, that's old. Uh, 
15, 18, he's been ejected in three. I mean, his <laughs> his ejection rate is like, it's like Purdy's touchdown interception ratio right now. It's yeah. pretty incredible. Um, I'm with you. He uh, didn't even argue. He just sprinted toward the back. Exactly. Normally he enjoys leaving the court. He didn't do any WWE exit. He just ran off. I think he was trying to hit him, just not in the head. He was just trying to, like, hit him. I heard our boy Dickinson had a good point today. I was talking to him. He's like, you know, I think Draymond and Clay are just – they're getting older. And the league, these guys who they used to be able to dominate, they don't dominate anymore. And it's pissing – it's like they're having a real internal struggle with it. And it's under their skin. And Draymond lashes out, and Clay just takes bad shots. Um, But it's a problem. I, You know – Well, he's always heard- taking bad shots. They just don't go in anymore. I heard well exactly. Tim Legler, I'd forgot. Do you remember when Ron Artest swung an elbow and hit uh James Harden in the head, in the face? No. Young James, like OKC James. It was a, I just I it, no, but was he it was on the like, Kings? I don't remember who he was on. I remember the action. I remember Ron, like somebody made a bucket. Ron turns up court, swings his arm intentionally, hits him in the head. This was post he'd already had the malice in the palace. They suspended him for seven games. Yeah. Feels like Draymond's getting 15, right? Yeah. Which I think is too many, but uh well if you just suspended him five for a chokehold, do, do you agree the chokehold, the optics look bad, but no one I is- agree this was more violent, more dangerous than the chokehold. Yeah. In the <laughs> chokehold, he did not initiate that action necessarily. There was a fight going on. Yeah. To to me, if he had the chokehold had executed the choke, KO'd him, then we got problems, but he was just dragging him around. He wanted to do the chokehold. Maybe he'd been watching some UFC online. I don't know. This one, if you just gave him five for that, you, you can't give him one, right? So do you go seven? Do you go 10? Like all of a sudden, he's going to have 20 games, three ejections, and 15 games worth of suspensions. I mean, this is a pace that will never, ever be duplicated in NBA history moving forward. It's by a boss- guy who, yeah, by a guy who's like not insane, right? Well, well, <laughs> you see, I, I was listening. You know what I mean. I listened to a little Doc Rivers went on with Simmons and Doc thought that that they, they actually recorded this yesterday. So it was before the brawl, but obviously Draymond and being unhinged came on. They, they talked about that. And he thought that the reason those guys, those two specifically kind of lost it that one day against the Minnesota, he's like, those guys are too rich and too accomplished to lose it against people that aren't like they, they don't fear. Like they started realizing, like Minnesota's better than us. Uh, what happened last night? Like, are we as good as Phoenix? Right. Like, what happens when Durant gets back? We're screwed. Kevin's on the in sweats. Like, do they know? Like, all these teams that we used to just take a dump on their face. Are, I mean, are we are we a lucky playing team? I, I think it's crumbling in front of their eyes. Do you think it's a hangover from the in season tournament? Well, the, too much the Warriors trying to win the were, were the Warriors involved in the in season tournament? I don't think they they didn't win many. I I think they just realized they're in the ring with people that they used to wouldn't even think twice about right. or could always hit a button, and now that button doesn't nothing happens and they get warped. Yep, and I I, I kind of think they stink. They do stink, John. <laughs> they got problems right now. Like when you watch the Giants last even year, they Steph just suck. kicked a chair. Exactly. Like you watch the Giants, you're like, well, no shit. They got this fat Jock Peterson. If Logan's not pitching, like, of course they're going to lose. You watch the Warriors. I, I could, you know, it's hard. You're just an older player. Like, if you're like Reggie White at, you know, or Bruce Smith playing for uh, the Washington football team, you think, like, God, well, I can't get home anymore. Well, you're 40 years old and you kind of suck now. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yep. But you, you, you still look in the mirror and you still see the guy. Mm hmm. 
I think Clay. Man, here's the other thing. You look to your left, you're like, well, Steph's the same. Steph hasn't yeah. lost a step. No, he looks sweet. I mean, with Steph walking by those guys, Kevin's like, hey, you want in over here now, buddy? <laughs> what if he did? What if he What if he bailed on those guys for – What could you get for him? You think a lot? Yeah, I think you get everything you could possibly <laughs> need. Yeah, you could get everything. I think his value, if he ever did ask – would probably be the highest of all time. It'd be, I mean, it'd be worth like LeBron heat level, just in the sense of like, if you're an owner, like, are you serious? Do you know how much money we could make? Right. Like the owner would like more, more. Shohei. More. Uh, Wait, you said most violent. I guess we forgot about the punch on pool. Does that count? I'm counting game action. Yeah. Not practice. Funny thing about the punch on pool is everybody else was like, yeah, kind of deserved it. Yeah. Like, what did he actually say? He's gone. And everyone's like, yeah, don't miss him. I feel like the uh, Warriors need a big Dom. They yeah, they do a big Dom. Ralph, is that Steph's guy? I think he would, I, I don't think he's there anymore. I've seen him. Tito's handmade vodka. They're a sponsor of this show. We thank them for their sponsorship. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof crafted to be savored responsibly. Uh Saturday night, Friday night, Thursday night. Oh, Thursday night, you're gonna be a Toby. Thursday night or Friday night? Uh, tomorrow night, yeah. Thursday night, Toby Keith, Tito's will be flowing. He's avoided death, and he's oh, uh, this first concert in three years was wow. Sunday. Then he went Monday, and then he's going tomorrow. Hmm. Heard, Pretty awesome. Yeah, heard he's going strong. Should have been a cowboy. What, what do you think is the number one song coming at that uh, concert? I've heard there are some cameos. Like, oh. wouldn't totally shock me. I mean, he's really close with Willie Nelson. Yeah. yeah, you know he's got a song "Never Smoke Weed" with Willie again. I, mm-hmm. I can see uh, the parties all over before it begin. So uh, that that'd be beer pretty for cool. my horses. That's I love beer for my horses. Yeah, he's he's got some he's got some jams. Should have been a cowboy and beer for my horses. <laughs> off the top of my head, Johnner. Two of the best. I don't. Should have been beer for my horses is really good. That's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, what was I going to say to you? Big big. Uh, I mean, he's a diehard Oklahoma fan. Big Oklahoma fan. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Ask him, Dylan Gabriel. Is he pissed, or they got this young freshman? You know, Toby yeah, can bring yeah. that up. That's a good. You see the what if somehow you went on an NIL rant? Yeah, how Matt Rule just got this guy who was supposed to go to Georgia. Dylan Rayola. That's the like guy. Two who, million dollars. Isn't his dad? That's Dylan Rayola. Is his dad like the the um, the old tight end or whatever for the Patriots? He does like radio for the Patriots. Is that the same guy? Or is that a different no, guy? Uh, Nefsky, well, D- Dominic Riolo, I think, was an O lineman, maybe. Yeah, I think they're they're not, it's not his dad. Was was Riola the kid from Arizona who then like moved? Uh he was from where's uh what high school is he from? Well he, he, went he three high yeah, he went to Chandler. Yeah, he yeah, went yeah. to Burf, Buford, which feels like it's in Georgia. Uh son of former NFL player Dominic Riola and the godson of Matthew Stafford. Because I think I think Riolo was Stafford Center when he dad got the played at Dad played at Nebraska. Uh, one thing that I heard is Nebraska obviously gave him a lot of money, but I heard Aaron Murray say that Kirby. I mean, the SEC is used to paying recruits. <laughs> you know, like hey, we'll give you fifty k. Right. Kirby's not a believer in cutting enormous checks to the eighteen year old. He'll mm-hmm. pay his own guys once you prove it, and he'll pay the transfer portal. 
which I, I like, they just have a number. Like, yeah, we're used to giving $75,000 in a car, but you think you're getting a million dollars. Like half of you guys end up sucking. And I, I would have that approach. Like we got a number that we like you a lot, but you're also coming here and then you get way more money when you're sweet Yeah, on the front end. And then when you go in the first round, you want to go take the upfront. You want to go to Nebraska, go to Nebraska. Yeah, it's pretty risky. Yeah. Or maybe he, I, I haven't watched him, but I, I was listening to Aaron Murray's like, cause he was supposed to go to Georgia. He right. had been for the last six months recruiting all the other sweet recruits to come with him. So it's kind of crazy that this, I think this just happened. It might've been the money. There was but an internet rumor he was trying to get Georgia to match. He's supposed to be pretty awesome. Like legitimately, like kind of like, I, I think as a high school player, pure non-hype better than Eli or Arch as a player. Interesting. Because there's a lot of hype behind Arch, I think. Yeah, 6'3", 220. Consensus number one recruit. Uh, the thing is, when you're rule and you sign this guy, your true clock kind of starts. Like, okay, can we, yeah. like, in the next couple of years, can we go nine, ten games? I, I think the benefit, right, if you're Nebraska is, like, if you're rule, you believe, I mean, obviously you believe. Like, I don't think rules, Chubba, you know, he's had, she had Chubba, who was just not like an elite passer, Purdy, Purdy's brother at Nebraska. Um, and if you're the kid, you're like, there's no competition, right? At Georgia, they might give you two mil. It doesn't guarantee you're going to start for them. Somebody somebody transferred. I think they got a portal kid. Like, if he beats you out, you just, you're getting replaced, right? Yeah. Kirby's not going to play some kid just because he's making money. Doesn't care. Doesn't care. Whereas in Nebraska, it's like, yeah, they'll play you. Yeah. Because there's nobody else. Well, that's the thing with going to any, I would say, like the top – five, six schools, there is no, like you, Nick Saban, your stars and your money mean nothing. If he thinks you're good, you'll play. If you're not ready, you won't. Hell, you, I, I give I give Sark credit. And it's probably easier with the family. I mean, the Mannings are pretty level-headed. <laughs> I think a lot of places it could have been a little overwhelming, and they I yeah. think they've handled it pretty well, yeah. clearly. I mean, they're in the playoffs. Do you think – Sark, gets- Washington, I, I just, just realized – yeah, Sark was at UW. Uh, he kind of sounded like people forget, you know, Sark, when he left Washington, they were happy to replace him with Chris Peterson, but he replaced Ty Willingham. They were an embarrassing program before Sark took over UW, and he made them like a seven win program. Like he made them respectable and kind of cool. People at Washington say, have told me, like I heard somebody say this a couple weeks ago, like they, he just kind of made Washington cool again from like yeah. a recruiting standpoint. Um, but I'm glad you brought up Texas. Did he, br- did he bring Justin Wilcox with him? Wasn't that like one of his yeah, guys? I think Wilcox was one of his guys. I think it's hard to get a bigger game than Harbaugh versus Saban at the Rose Bowl. Like the national championship matchup will not feel as big as Harbaugh versus Saban at the freaking Rose Bowl. When do you even ever see Alabama in a Rose Bowl? I, I feel we like never, I don't think we ever have. If well, it happened, Florida's happened in yeah, I mean, I would Duke say Florida. Hat. You you never get the Rose Bowl game the one time when they had the uh, the playoff, right? They. Uh, I think the game against Texas was there. Which game? When they knocked out uh, Colt McCoy. Oh, you're right. That was that was the title game, right? The title game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yep. But it, but that wasn't considered the Rose Bowl. Is this Very considered good. the Rose Bowl or no? Is there? A yeah, I mean, the game, the stadium is the Rose Bowl. Is it the Rose Bowl game? Not. I don't think it's the Rose Bowl game. But yeah, it's kind of the Rose Bowl game. I guess. I think they'll treat it like the Rose Bowl game. Well, is there a Rose Bowl day. game or no? This is the Rose Bowl game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that title game was not considered the Rose Bowl. Is that like this is the Rose Bowl? No different yeah. than Jameis when he when Mariota. Like that right. was the Rose Bowl. It that was, was just the, the final Bowl. four. Yeah. It was on the rotation. 
I do think it's kind of cool when you get the Rose Bowl this way, like it will be in the playoffs, and you get a South team in there. I agree. Even though it sucks for Washington, I've heard it's impossible for anybody from Seattle to get to New Orleans. Like the flights are, you can't get flights. You can't, like, it's a tough travel for them. Is that, that's going to, I feel like that's going to be a Texas home game. Yeah, it will be. I know. Texas has the advantage there. Georgia, Oklahoma. Gets and Michigan didn't want to play Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, understandably. Yeah. Yeah. Also, they're already set. You couldn't, like, Washington. I think the higher team. seed gets, like, they work with their preference. Washington couldn't be like uh, Levi Stadium or Vegas, uh, uh, Invesco Field or wherever the Seahawks play. I think that'd be pretty sweet. Have just a playoff game in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it's bound to happen if it hasn't what? been scheduled already. I would just move a bowl there, like just like make one of the. It's hard because the Cotton Bowl, like all these bowls are. Oh historic. right, right, right. Just I, make- I, I, I think Vegas. Think how easy that would be for both fan bases. Well, the, it, yeah. It'll be the Greg Papa Bowl when the Raiders are uh, hosting the Niners Chiefs Super Bowl. That's true. I saw him Pop and, today. He said, Mitch how can, <laughs> Pop said to me today, he's like, uh, how come you haven't had me on the show lately? I was like, oh, I don't know. You don't reply to you reply to like one out of every seven text messages. So he wants to come back. You also have him on. I mean, uh, life's pretty, been pretty good. You know, he, he didn't make the playoffs in 20 years. He's come to the Niners. He went to a Super Bowl. He's been back-to-back championship games. He's now the number one seed. Like, I mean, this is Greg. This is this is real NFL, buddy. This this is like uh, you ask Merrill Reese. Like, this is what he's been doing for twenty years. He just win a lot. He was wearing. I was at Levi Stadium. It's where I saw him. He was wearing a Brock Purdy hat and a Christian McCaffrey sweatshirt today. How do you wear a Brock Purdy hat? It's a hat that says it's got like a it says like Brockle Do on it <laughs> with a picture of a you know like a chicken, like a rooster. It says Brock will do, and then the shirt said Run CMC. I feel like Brock Purdy's got to be one of his favorite players of all time. I bet Christian's. Up, I think Christian's up there too for him. But I, I, when I'm talking quarterbacks, just oh yeah, you know, because obviously when he got in the league and started working, they got Rich Gannon, and then he'd always like those accurate guys with good feet who could just like, you know, do what Cam Newton says you don't want to do. Manage. He loved Alex Smith. Remember, he was adamant like, no, don't go to Kaepernick, go to Alex Smith. It's weird being the Al Davis, all the traits. Right. Greg leaned the other way when it came to quarterbacks. Like he, he didn't want anxiety. He has a little Kyle Shanahan in him, honestly. Like he just doesn't just complete the outs, complete the slants, hit the bomb every once in a while, but don't turn the ball over and be accurate. It's kind of the quarterback he likes, even though Al would want a guy to throw it 700 yards. Carson, right? Carson's oh. like on the high end of that, I would say. Uh, check this. It's a, uh, a buddy who's a quarterback actually sent me this. This is uh, a graphic, something called Pick Six, put together on the internet, uh, comparing Brock's 2019 so far and uh, Jimmy's, or sorry, Jimmy's 2019, Brock's 2023. Passing yards, Brock has 300 more. Touchdowns, 25 25. Interceptions, Brock has seven. Jimmy had 11. Completion percentage, almost identical. QB rating, Brock's at 117. Jimmy, 104. And uh, the record, the Niners were eleven and two and uh, ten and three. So, uh, you know, obviously, people are saying this graphic is is saying, oh, they're they're actually kind of similar. Uh, what do you think? Well, I I would say that the Jimmy Garoppolo, who everyone talks about in a negative light, obviously the guy we saw this year who was, I'll be completely honest, was tough to watch. Like honestly, it was kind of sad 
the way he was playing. It was kind of embarrassing. He's not that bad, but definitely the guy that I would say the last couple of years who became uh, extremely polarizing and most, mostly everyone just agreed he's not very good anymore was not the 2019 version. I, I thought the 2019 version was like a real player. That's why a lot of people argued that like, yeah, they only attempted eight passes, but it was so easy. It wasn't he'd proven that he trusted Jimmy earlier in the season in a lot of these games. Why wouldn't you run it if you're going to run for 700 yards? They couldn't stop him. So I, I think that you're saying just that, the offense in general. Well, remember when they won the oh, NFC the Championship game? game. Yeah. Well, no, the the Packer game when they threw he went six yeah. eight yeah, and yeah, they yeah, ran yeah. for like 400 yards. But the Minnesota game, he threw a bad pick. I was there to Eric Kendrick. to start the game, right? Yeah, it wasn't good. That 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 was like a little taste of what Jimmy would become. But I think that season, for the most part, he was like a B plus player. Like he he eventually became like a C C minus player, and then this year I put him in like a F. But that version was a legitimate player if you have a good team. I think this version of Purdy is better than that version of Jimmy. But that version of Jimmy was a real player. Like that version of Jimmy is a guy everyone was arguing is like a top. 12, 13 quarterback in the NFL. Not he's closer to 12 than he is four, but he was he was a real player. I think what he became the last couple of years was not that version. I, I will defend 2019 Jimmy. I'll defend the it Jimmy. It was his career guy. year. But I just mean, I, I think after that, he got hurt a bunch in 20 and was never the same. Right, but I also don't think like, I think Brock's ability to throw the ball down the field more accurately is what the Niners missed, right? They've thrown it down the field more. And it, I also think Brock's Brock's 2023 is just better than than Jimmy's ceiling. Agreed. Even though those numbers look the same or similar. But I think it's so easy because we're far enough away. When a guy starts sucking, like Derek right now, pretty terrible. Like I, I've watched him have good years, and he, he, was a, he was a really solid NFL quarterback, right? Yeah. It's why, like, I think Dak and Cousins get a ton of credit because they had been in that mold for a while. And both of them, like, Cousins the last couple of years was like, guys, I'm better than that. It's like, yeah, he kind of is. Like, Dak Prescott's like, hey, guys, I'm not what these guys are because I do what they, what their best every single year. And my high end, like, I keep improving. And that's, I think, the downfall of like the Jimmy Derek kind of crew. Somehow they just got worse, whether it was confidence because you watch him, it's just hesitation, whether it's injuries, whether it's, a little skittish because they've been hit enough. I, I don't know. It's probably a combination of a little bit of everything. That's why yeah, you got to give I mean, him. I mean, Cousins has been peppered. Derek's years. lack of offensive consistency. If you were to defend him, you'd have to you have to bring it up when you talk about his career, right? His lack of like elite OC, consistent OC. Just having like here's a guy who's like a legit play caller, and he's just my coach for seven years. Weird situations, but I, that's a little bit of an outlier in the NFL. But he had it the worst. But I, I think when you look at the best quarterbacks, that's generally what happens for those guys, right? Yeah. Montana and Walsh. Uh, Tom, like, say what you want about Josh McDaniels as an OC. He got to, as a head coach, he got to work with, you know, a handful of really good OCs. Well, like, if you were going to put Goff, Jimmy, and Carr all in the same little bucket, when the dust settles, who's going to be the best player out of that group? Well, it feels like golf, it's like a NCAA tournament team. He's playing his best close. Like this, this part of his career is better than those other two guys at this point in their career, right? Yeah. Like the end of golf's career is going to be the highlight of golf's career. Even though he went to the Super Bowl young, he's he going to the playoffs several times for the Lions. He'll be pretty impressive. Yeah, he's kind of having Alex Smith's career. 
And Alex Smith, a lot like these guys, was viewed as the middle of the road, but I think you respected him more, right? Like I, I would say there's a mental toughness to Goff that clearly maybe these guys don't have. Like there's something that you can't quite quantify that they have. And I, I listen, pretty, you, part of it is proving it. And this is why we talked about this yesterday. You, you can't just annoy like, oh, this guy's going to be some all-time great player. You can compare him like what his future could look like, but we don't know. Right. Because look at the ebb and flow of the guys we're talking about, right? The Goffs, the Derricks, the Jimmys, the Cousins, the Dax. Some keep transcending or, you know, trending with an arrow up. Some, if they go neutral long enough, you eventually go down. I think that yeah. is pretty telling. Yep. Well, John, one of the things today, I went to uh, Niners, not to practice, just like the see Kyle's press conference. And this is Kyle's fifth top five scoring offense. I think on paper, it's, the, the the Atlanta team in 19 averaged like 33 points a game, led the league. So they're averaging more points than this Niners team, which is averaging 29, which is about the same as the 2019 Niners team. Um, they're ranked third in offense this year. That offense in 2019 was ranked second. But from a passing standpoint, this is a more explosive offense. So that's what separates that this offense. On, is that just based on yards? Uh, well, the offensive ranks I just gave you are scoring, scoring offense. They're – there, yeah. uh, I can tell you the yards too, but in terms of uh, which I points. you would say the most important thing is points, right? Yeah. So third this year, second in nineteen. The numbers about the same, so it's somewhat dependent on on the opposition. His twenty sixteen Atlanta team was the number one scoring offense in the country, but in terms of yards, that Atlanta team was number one in yards passing. This offense is uh, number two in the league in passing yards. The 2019 team, uh, sorry, I actually gave the wrong stats. Let me give you these stats over. The 2016 Atlanta team was third in the league in yards. This Niners team is third in the league in passing yards. The 19 team was 13th in passing yards. So that's where this offense is closer to Atlanta's offense. And, um, well, John, I I, uh, I filed a report from uh, Santa Clara. Uh, a, a, a media report. So uh, if we could, we'll, we'll go to the uh, media report. Go ahead and roll that. This season, the San Francisco 49ers have been one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL, dominating the league with Kyle Shanahan's genius scheme. So I came here to Santa Clara to ask Kyle Shanahan, of all his great offenses, if he were to think deep and hard about what is his best and how this compares to his Falcons team of 2016 that went to the Super Bowl, how would it compare? This is what he told me. It's got a chance to, to be like that. Well, there you have it. We'll see. <laughs> he wanted no part of it. That was the length of his answer? No, it was a little longer, but it, it was just like, uh, his answer was basically like, uh, well, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Uh, that was a good offense. Uh, but the season's not done yet, and it's got a chance to be like that. We'll see. Was he pretty serious cat today, or was he no, Lucy? No, just on that answer. He hated that question. <laughs> he thought it was a stupid question. <laughs> I think sometimes coaches a lot like older, like serious players when they're in the middle of something, don't like thinking back to like the glory I, I days. Even, even but the when next they're question in the middle. Was Branch asking about Matt Ryan? Did he, how did he answer Branch that Branch was like, you know, on that end, uh, Matt Ryan, it was a better, it was a good answer. But I, but I think you're right. Like, I think there's, it's, I think when you ask people to compare, you're, it's, you're, it's a risky question. And then, it, and then he had to like, do I really want to think about 2016 right now? So could have been asked better, probably, I'm sure. Yeah, prize picks is where it's at. Prize picks, 
America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 5 million users. I've been using it and telling you about it for months. It's the most fun and exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. We're not going to talk about my Otani less season long pick quite yet on his home run total. You just pick more or less of two or more player stats for a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. For example, this week on prize picks, you can go Anthony Edwards, more than 29 points and Nikola Jokic, more than 10 rebounds. Playoff time's the time to join because star players mean more on prize picks. Keep an eye out for the starred players on the board and you could receive a 10% payout boost if they're in your winning lineup. So right now, download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, code HAM50, first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He's having a pretty good run. You know, I think he's having a run that I would say mints his NFL career in terms of the weirdest thing ever could happen with the 49ers. He'd get fired and he's kind of a made guy. And he hasn't even won a Super Bowl. Right? Like he's at the point where if he's ever available, people are lined up. Right? Like Mike Tomlin. I, I looked at some of his numbers today, like since eight teams, like nine and six, eight and eight, nine and seven, nine and eight, seven. If Tomlin was fired at the end of the year, which I think has got to be on the table if they miss the playoffs, as crazy as that sounds, what would you say? At minimum, five teams are aggressively trying to hire him? To pay him eighteen, to pay him uh, <laughs> Sean Payton's contract? I mean, would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, you'd be Five crazy. might be strong, but let's say there's seven openings or three of them like bidding against each other. Yeah, I mean, Carolina, right? I think there are Washington there are Chargers. Like, let's say Tampa made the playoffs and then lost. And you said the, we were talking there like, oh, maybe they, maybe Bowles would keep his job. It's like there are there are teams that would consider firing their coach. Dennis Allen. Defense. Dennis Allen. Don't you think he'd work in New Orleans as their head coach? He feels like the Saints coach. Yeah, I feel like they're not bright lights enough, but they're pretty bright lights. I think a team that would work that's not technically bright lights, but is kind of a big brand. And they got the, I think Chargers, LA, try to get some pizzazz in the 100%. market. 100%. He'd love it. He'd, you know, go be with. Uh, but my point is here's the thing like, McVay. to use Tomlin as an example, and I know he's won a Super Bowl, but he just, a long time ago, he just became like stamp of approval. I mean, it's like this guy, he's just good. You would, John Harbaugh, a lot of guys, you know, the 10 guys in the NFL. I think Vrabel has become that. Like, if he just, like, I don't want to be here anymore, teams would be lined up to get him. I think Kyle 
it was before this season, but I would say this like kind of cemented him. Like McVay was already there the moment he won the Super Bowl, but like he's having this season, like God, this guy's a fucking no brainer. How good he is, you know. Lafleur's Lafleur's trying to kind of have that moment. If he if he makes the playoffs a couple years with Jordan Love, like it'd be hard to argue, right? Right. right. You know, Dayball, I think let's pump the brakes a little there. Like it, you got to do it for a little bit long. Like he's do. You're talking about 2016. I mean, we're a couple years away from that being a decade long. John, and really, he uh, got I a mean, lot of credit before that with Matt Schaub and RG3. 2016, he'd already been a coordinator for eight years, and he had a number one or he had a top five offense with the football team, with a team that couldn't really throw the ball. But he had they were, they were always, you know, a top, definitely a top five rushing offense with the Texans, like him and Kubiak, right. with Arian Foster. They used to be, I mean, they ran the zone. It was just I remember being with the Eagles in Lewis Riddick's office. We were playing them. It's like, how this these guys are good. And it was just Kyle Kubiak, little Mike Shanahan minions. One's literally his son, the other guy feels like a uncle. I think that was it, part of it, right? Is that Kubiak's now on the staff, right? Who's that? I think Kubiak's kid is on the oh, staff. Yeah. <laughs> Clint. Um I think part of it, you, you know, I hadn't thought of this, but remember what the, the kind of thing on Kyle for a while, even in San Francisco was just like his dad, just like he'll take any running back, Alfred Moore. He'll just take any Raheem Mostert. Turns out he's a good running back, but he'll take any running back and just make him. I think really good. I watch him. I go, God, this guy's he just he healthy. I mean, he's healthy enough, right? Um, but that's changed. These last he he went blue chip quarter, uh, blue chip running back, and now let's take pick two sixty two, and I'm going to become let's throw the ball around. Even though I mean they're last in the league in pass attempts, but. Looking at it, the 2016 Atlanta team was like 26th in the league in passing attempts. It's not like they were the air raid. Right? Well, because you have leads and you run it at the end. Exactly. Right? Yep. Exactly. So. Christian McCaffrey, uh, hopefully he doesn't treat like those guys. <laughs> Terrell Davis, two years. <laughs> Just, you Christian, know. you want to be a Hall of Famer? I can get you there in three years and then end your career. <laughs> Kyle, I'm 27. Do you think I can play till I'm 34? No chance. But by the time you're 30, your records will be hard to break. You will. Brock will be an active player at your Hall of Fame speech. That's how quickly you'll get into the Hall. That, watching Barry Sanders' documentary, he played 10 years, 10 Pro Bowls, and a first or second team All-Pro in every one of the years. I mean, he's got to be one of wow. the great careers people talk, of all time. See, I think people talk about him like he played six years. Yeah, he, he played 10. Played ten, but could have played what fourteen? I mean, like yeah, he well, he was how close to his prime was he at the end? I I think a year before he ran for two thousand yards. No. So he, I think he was still easily one of the best players in the league. But even if you say, listen, he's not going to play eighteen years, he had two or three years minimum left. A lot of it is he didn't take that many shots. His whole thing was like move. No one could touch him. He went out of bounds a lot. He was not running you over. You watch McCaffrey. McCaffrey's game is much closer to like an Adrian Peterson, which I never would have thought. But God, he just lowers your shoulder on contact, runs right in there. He is not Mister Avoid Hits by any means. No. Kind of like wants to inflict. He kind of fits right in with Debo and Kittle. Feels like he's gotten bigger, like a lot bigger. As he was always, David Shaw was always adamant that he was a between the tackle runner coming out of college. But it feels like he's more. But I maybe because we're watching him all the time now. Yeah, it feels like he's bigger than he was three years ago when I used to see him in a Panther uniform. Doesn't he? Twice a year, yeah. But you're right. When you watch a guy every day or every week, every carry, 
maybe some like diehard Panthers fan would have been like, yeah, his only problem he couldn't stay healthy. He was dominant. Maybe he looks exactly like if we just went back to those two sweet years. He's sneaky younger than you think, though. So maybe, you know, at 22, 23, it was a little harder for him to pack on the muscle that he has at 26, 27 years old. I bet he, I, I bet if you ask him, he's six, seven pounds of muscle bigger now. Like Curry got bigger as he got older. Right. Yeah, Steph's a good example. Because he did not feel that big, thick wise in, in college, did he? No, I don't think so. But you saw, like, even on that touchdown, you know, that bre- the breakaway breakaway to finish that run. Maybe that's what people were holding against him, but he still got drafted top 10, so I don't know. I don't Which, remember. What, what, what touchdown are you talking about? No, just the first play of the game of the day that that long 70-yard run didn't result in a touchdown. But, you know, he broke those off in college. Maybe he's, he's a little slower now. Or he's just playing in the NFL. Everyone else is faster. That's true. I don't think yeah. he's slower, but I never – he was a when I say, was when a I say slower, I, I meant like the breakaway speed. Maybe, maybe I mean, a tick slower. And you're right, guys. The DB that's playing for Seattle Seahawks is just faster than the guy playing for Iowa or Washington State. Or it was Iowa. It was Iowa that he killed in the in the yeah, Rose Bowl. Him. They had him on returns. Why? Why would Debo have a return the other day? I could do without that. I just have Ronnie Bell do it all. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, what else do we have today on the Niners? Oh, uh, Kyler week. If the Seahawks was a not trap game, but don't overlook them game, are the Cardinals that too? Or are they not good enough for that? What 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 was Kyle saying when he asked about Jonathan Gannon and those guys? I don't think I'd, he just got asked about Kyler and the Cardinals, but there wasn't a whole lot of breakdown of the Cardinals generally. He talked. Um, he he acted like Kyler looks good. Yeah, I mean, he just acted like he respects them, like they're better than they were early in the year. Yeah. I mean, they just went in Pittsburgh and kind of kicked their ass. I think they're are they three and two? I mean, they're definitely they definitely had multiple wins since Kyler started, and they might have three, but they're coming off a bye, aren't they? They are, yeah, yeah. So they're two and two since Kyler started playing. Like they they definitely. I mean, he's just dangerous. I don't think their team's very good. You know, they remember a couple years ago they had when they traded for Hopkins. They got Rondale Moore. They had they traded for Ertz. They just had a lot of weapons for them. Now you watch them. They just got you know Hollywood and Rondale, two little small guys, and Kyler kind of runs around. I do think Kyler looks good relative to a guy that tore his ACL last year. He's just he's going to make some plays where they're just going to look stupid, especially indoors. Which listen. It, they shouldn't be able to score more than 14, 17 points. And I'm sorry, defensively. The other crazy thing about Arizona is Gannon, who's, I don't know, his exact age, 39, 40, 41. His two coordinators are like 30 and 32. His defensive coordinator, I think, is 30. And I'm pretty sure his offensive coordinator is 32. Jetsy. So he just went, is that his name? No, I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Yeah, it's the Bears yeah. guy. I saw, I saw him on another podcast today, the Cardinals guy. Really young guy. I just think oh, their pet staff, pet their, their staff is just is just young. Probably cheap, relative. I mean, they make good money, but relative to the NFL, right? Uh-uh. So I, this is just a game. I'm sorry that even with Kyler, like it was understandable a couple of years ago with Cliff on that team that was pretty good, like with JJ and I mean they just had some legitimate players. This to me is not the same. They're trying to lose. I mean, not trying to lose 
because they played Kyler, but they're they're just not good enough to win. There's nothing they, they can do be. right now. Yeah, there's they in their roster. Uh, Pet Zing John, classic Middlebury College defensive back. I, I listened to him on Schrager's podcast like a month ago. This is from the DC or OC. This is the OC from Wesley, Massachusetts. A, a DB at Middlebury College before injuries cut his playing career short. So he began coaching. How old at, is he? At Yale and Harvard. Uh, how old is he? He spent his first two years at college, 05, 06. So he's, that probably makes him 36 years old. He started college in 05, 06. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's he's a little older than I thought. But um, was he with the Eagles last year? He Cardinal Browns tight ends coach. Uh, Minnesota Browns last year. What position? Uh, QB coach last year. He's probably got some good stories. <laughs> I bet he does. He was good on Schrager's pod. It was one of those like Schrager's like, I don't know this guy. Let's welcome him to the show. And usually <laughs> Schrager's like tight with all the guys, you know? Yeah. Tell us about the one time when we were partying at McVeigh's and the dude brought over uh, LeBron James. <laughs> And then Denzel Washington walked in. It was crazy, man. Uh, Frank on the stream says, what about Cam's comments? Uh, why don't you take this? Because I, uh, well, we could both talk about it, but I made a video on Wednesday morning about reacting to Cam Newton and uh, kind of just defending Cam's right to like, he's Cam freaking Newton. If he wants to call Brock Purdy a game manager, I don't think uh, anybody should talk about Cam like he's some, your local slappy, but. That's his podcast, correct? Is that was I? Yes, correct. Yeah. He, one thing I think a lot of these guys that are now doing what he's doing, right? They have shows. I do think the more successful ones have just been willing to say what they actually think, whether it's right or wrong. Like if you just went to a locker room, no different if you just went into a sales room with like 10 dudes and just heard what they're talking about. They're just talking how they normally talk. Yet a lot of people, whether you took that sales guy he was interviewing on some podcast with like the CEO would not talk like he just talked just like a lot of athletes. If they come on a show that's not theirs, they're not going to be their normal self. So whether I agree or disagree, I do appreciate when someone can just say what's really happening. It's why I appreciate whatever Buster Posey telling bags. Like I hope everyone realizes that the players in major league baseball don't view San Francisco, the city very highly. So you can have your opinions. He didn't say this, but it's like he just put it on record. Yeah. yeah, he was just like, it's not good right now for us trying to convince guys their families don't feel good about right. the toxic nature of the city. But if you just, a lot of people are having that conversation, but yet people are so afraid to have it, no different than a player, right? Like Purdy is a pretty easy one. Like obviously it's very topical, but I bet if you just got a lot of players, it's easier for Cam, he's done. But I bet a lot of people in football, like very famous people, have an opinion. And some of them would probably agree closer to Cam. And I bet a lot of them might agree with like Trent Williams. I would guarantee you, if you walked into every locker room in the NFL or called up every dude that's like under 45 that has played in the NFL and is doing whatever, like the Edelman Gronk types, you know, just guys that are still into football, talking about football. And you said Brock Purdy, they would fucking have an opinion. Like a radio host. 
So, but I, but I, here's why I give Cam credit. He just gave his opinion. I, I think a lot of guys are hesitant to do that, especially now it's become so polarizing. Remember Michael Parsons early on in the season? Like I give him, he just thought, said what he thought. He's like, I think the guy's fucking pretty good. Yeah. Remember that? I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I completely, like, if you don't, obviously the Niners are going to be biased. Like all their opinions, and I agree with most of them, are going to lean what Trent said. Of course. I, I do give, like, on the, you'd think. Publicly, yes. Yeah, I'm sure there are a couple guys in the locker room. You think that they think he stinks? No, but I just think he'll be strong. No, but it's just like, yeah, this is really good. But he's not, like, there's got to be a linebacker who's like, but he's not Mahomes. Come on. Right? Like, just thinks, like, he's not keeping me up at night in the same way that playing Cam in his prime would. I think that's part of it with Cam. It's like Cam was a game changer, right? He carried a team on his back. He's kind of, he's going like, all right, you you need more than 20. You need, I carried a team on my back, right? I think that's part of it. When you think about like who Cam, now Cam Newton for 10 years was inconsistent. Wasn't good enough. Yeah. I mean, he, he struggled with having accuracy issues. He right? was, he, Not- John, he's a 59.9% completion percentage for his career. Yeah, very inaccurate player. So game changer and franchise quarterback aren't necessarily the same thing. I think the yeah. way he's talking about it. He also put Dak in that category too. Well, I'm just looking at his his MVP season. He threw 35 touchdowns. Yeah, which, ran for 10 more. What does Brock have right now? 25? Uh, 25. So he's probably not going to get the 35 and obviously the 10 rushing. And the 10 rushing wasn't just like tush-push level rushing. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, th- listen. If, I, if I'm Cam Newton, no different than if I'm some, you know, I'm trying to use like another, like a Dwight Howard or a guy that is kind of viewed as, God, he could have been even better. I understand why those guys think, like, fuck, this guy's not as good as me, which is not even really what he's saying. He's just putting a lot of those guys, because who do he list off? Dak Prescott, the other guy that's probably going to win the MVP, who's the betting favorite. That's where it's like, are we gonna are we going to rank these guys? Because I would not put two as good as Dak Prescott and as obviously Golf is the other guy. I would put two in, in Golf in a different category than, than those other two guys based on this year. Now, like we said, it, it, if I was Dak, I'd be like, how are you compare? I've been doing this for fucking nine years. Google the resume at an average level, above average for Dak for above you know, average five or six years. But um, of the guys that get to do it that long. Not in the top tier. Yeah, not a top six, seven guy. Which My, up until this year, Dak's always been considered like, eh, he's like the eleventh, ninth, tenth, right? Yeah, I mean, four, yeah, four, yeah, yeah. On a good, on a good year, on a good year. Yeah, yeah but he's had like three straight good years, kind of. My argument, part of it too, is like quarterbacks are game manager means middle management, like replaceable, right? That's what game manager yeah. means, just like middle management. But most quarterbacks, it, 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 it's it actually is probably more negative when you hear it than what it actually is in reality. Well, if you have a decent team, and like, you have a game manager. Like Alex Smith was a game manager; they go to the playoffs every year. If you're a game manager, you're, you're eventually you're going to get upgraded and replaced. Brock playing like this for five years, they're not upgrading or replacing him. Right. Yeah. Whereas, like Miami, Miami, I think eventually will have to upgrade Tua if they want to win a championship. Detroit will have to upgrade. They don't just skip the quarterbacks in the free agent and uh, draft meetings. That's right. Like Dallas, like the Niners could win a championship with Dak. They, I don't think they can win a championship with Tua or Goff. 
I agree. Um, and uh, so if you look at guys like middle management, here would be here would be the comparison I would make. When Russell Wilson and, and Tom Brady came into the league, the years they won the Super Bowl, they were kind of middle management those years. And eventually some middle managers just stay middle managers for the rest of their careers. And some middle managers ascend to the C-suite. And Tom Brady and Russell Wilson ascended. They became equals with their coach. It was Tom, just like Joe ascended and was equal with Walsh. It was Joe and Walsh. It was Brady and Belichick. It was Russell and that defense and Pete, right? And so, like, I think that's naturally kind of what quarterbacks on when they're young on good teams are designed to be. The thing with Brock is, like, Mahomes an outlier, right? He immediately became his equal. He like immediately he became his equal. And he's an outlier. Yeah, exactly. Um, the thing with Brock is this level of efficiency. When you play like this, like, if you played like Cam's 2015 MVP year for 10 years, he'd be one of the greatest quarterbacks we'd ever seen, even as a 60% passer, because he would just be such a dominant force as a runner, right? But you can't, eventually you have to evolve. That's what generally happens at the position. How many well, years? I think, I think if he had three straight years like that, it would have been yeah. one of the great stretches in NFL history. Yeah, but but he's a different type. He's doing it very differently than than the great quarterbacks have ever done it. And the all-time greats, no one's ever really – it turns out no one yet has become a top-10 quarterback playing like Cam Newton, right? No. So Brock is doing it at an efficiency level that's just off the charts. And if he is that guy for like three, four, five years, nobody does that either. The consistency is the secret to it all. The consistency, being able to repeat what your peak is. Yeah. So here's Brock's peak. What is it? I don't know, but I know this. If he's if he plays, if this is who he is for five years, then that's one of the best quarterbacks in the league because nobody nobody does that. Yeah, nobody which does which that. which is why you can't you wouldn't put your life savings on this just being a Hall of Fame player because part of being a good football player, like a high end guy, is doing it over and over and over and over again. Honestly, even what Josh Allen's doing this year. Like just keeping that, dragging that team, giving them a chance when they got shit hitting the fan everywhere, right on the road in Kansas City to pull that off. Like it's why he's a star, and it's why every team in the league, you know, would probably put him. You could argue you might put him above Burrow just based on the fact, like Joe Burrow's been hurt, seriously injured now a couple times. Like Josh is pretty durable for a big fucking guy, yeah, who runs a lot, right? Right. He to me, Cam. Josh Allen's like the better version of Cam. If Cam Newton had been that, like I, I think a lot of people push back on Cam. Like you said, he won an NFL MVP, dragged the team to a Super Bowl. He won a national championship. He's like one of the all-time great talents you'll ever going to see. They're just you and I went into a press conference once upon a time in Candlestick. He he looks like LeBron James. I mean, there's just, I mean, he's the size of like Carson Palmer and Philip Rivers. Yet he runs like he's. Jalen Hurts meets Lamar and he runs you over like he's a running back, like he's Christian McCaffrey. So, yeah, I, I got I, he. Why wouldn't he believe that? I don't agree with him, but I totally understand where he's. I don't agree from. with him either. My ultimate point is like I don't think you can prove Cam Newton wrong today. I think it takes if you're going to to play the way Brock does and be a great quarterback, you have to. It's it's part of it's got to be the the repeatable nature of it. I actually my, think my quote this morning, John, was just the greatest. What was it? The most invisible superpower is consistency. I came up with that one today. I think that's Brock's thing. Like you, because you don't see consistency right away. It's impossible if you meet somebody, if they show up on time the first time you met him, you're like, man, this guy's consistently on time. Well, I don't know. It's only been one day. I don't know if he's on time or not. Well, as Jimmy Garoppolo's downfall, he just was, you never knew what you were going to get. 
Like yeah. I would argue right. part of Cam was you were too much of a roller coaster. He's actually the worst type player to build around because obviously you got to build around him. Right? <laughs> you, you draft him number one overall. He's good, but you never know what you're going to get game to game. Now, the best part is on any given moment in any game, regular season or playoff, he can fucking be the best player on the field. And that's why you can never get rid of him. But on any given game, he can throw 40%, right? So if he's not dominating on the ground, it can be a disaster. I remember watching him. I had money on one of his last good years. Might have been like 17 or 18. Saints-Panthers playoff game. Might have been the year the Saints lost to uh, Jared Goff in the NFC Championship game. I just remember thinking like, I, I can't even imagine being on the other sideline coaching, playing against this guy. I think the Saints won the game, but it just, I, I just remember thinking, like, fucking Cam Newton is a monster. But you just, you get the monster performance. You're not, he's not afraid of the bright lights. I think those guys are, I would rather over the course of a, you know, career, if I'm, if I'm a GM or a coach and I'm cocky and think I know what I'm doing take the higher end game manager because every year I can go to the playoffs. Like if I build the Dallas Cowboys, well, I'm going to the playoffs every year, every right. year, every year. I mean, it feels like the Dallas Cowboys have been in the playoffs. What? Like seven of the last nine years. Dak Prescott's been in the playoffs a lot of times. Yeah. So, and you, and you remove the year he shattered his ankle. It feels like he's been in the playoffs most of the seasons of his career. Ron Rivera's had three winning seasons. Now, one of the years that cam, they made it. I think they, uh, Cam made the playoffs once at seven and nine because <laughs> the division was so terrible. But I was listening to Barrows and Kawakami's podcast on Tim's podcast, Warriors 49ers plus minus. And they were talking about the fake punt that the Niners ran the other day, not by design. Was the first time they've ever run a fake punt in the Shanahan era. Like Kyle has never called a fake punt or approved a fake punt. Which, if you're a good special teams coach, you're not going to want to work for Kyle if he doesn't let you do anything fun, right? Like Kyle's special teams are—he's never going to be able to get the best special teams coach. He's not going to try; he doesn't care, as we've always talked about. But what special teams coach wants to work for the guy that never lets him do a fake punt, right? Kyle Shanahan's special teams are like chicken, rice, and salad every single day. It's like he does never goes off course. <laughs> never Just, goes off course. And <laughs> same Kyle, like eggs and bread every morning. It's Kyle, the same thing. It's the same thing, which is not, yeah, it's nothing. It's just nothingness, bland. And Kyle and uh, Kyle Okami was like, well, I, I think what it is for him is he doesn't want, he just thinks he can control the game with his offense. He doesn't want to mess it up trying to do something stupid with special teams. Like, just it's, let it's, me, it's, let me it's easier. To, I would say, too, over their good teams, it's easier when your defense is awesome. And all their good teams so far, their defense has been awesome, right? Why would you screw your defense? Yeah. Because if you get a fake head punt, a lot. if, if you're punting at your own 25 and you try to do something and it fails, what, what's the point in screwing your defense like that? Because you're going to, most of the time, force another punt back. Also, I've got McCaffrey. I've got Debo. I've got Ayuk. I've got Kittle. I've got Juszczyk. I've got, uh, put, you know, the old saying, you know, you and I have always said this for years, like, what does an OC love to say? Just put my playmakers in position to make plays. You're like, I got all these playmakers and I'm going to leave the game on Wisnowski's legs. Right? No. Was was pretty sweet play, though. Yeah, it was really sweet. I mean, but it, the point is, Wisnowski did it on his own. It might be the last fake punt of his career. NFL social channels put it out. Uh, put out, like, the clip of him running with him talking. He looks like a movie actor. 
with his accent, his long hair. He's a good looking dude. He wear the shirt, the clothes he wears, right? Or just I don't think I quite knew what so he looked Cal, like. He, was he wearing like the kind of not the Hawaiian print, but like just like that type of shirt, open collar. Yeah, he had a hat shirt. on. He, you know, a little unshaven, long hair, the sweet Australian accent. He just he he looked like a movie character or or a dude in a band, like a good band, like it's really famous, like the lead singer. Ozzy's a good accent. If he's single guy, I bet he cleans up. <laughs> like cleans Going up. Out with I mean, the accent get, puts you gives you a head start too. Yeah, cleans up. If yeah. I was some of the younger dudes on the team and he was single, I, I'd be like, "Hey, Mitch, nothing. hey, Mitch, you want to go out? You know the Australians can party and drink. Yeah, they can. Yeah. What else do we have on the list today? Uh, I got to go to this birthday dinner for my girlfriend and her mother who share the same birthday. Oh, and we went to uh, this place when my family was here, steakhouse kind of by my house. Maria thought it was the oldest steakhouse in Scottsdale. So we're in there kind of bullshitting with the, with the hostess before it was a dude. And I was like, yeah, this is crazy. It's the oldest steakhouse in Scottsdale. Like what a cool thing to be. Right. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, this restaurant's been around since 2016. I look at Maria. I'm like, what? Oh, what? Where'd you get this idea? Because I mean, I've been telling everyone. I, I made reservations for my brother and his wife, and yeah, it turned out to be awesome. It's a really good place, but it's not even remotely uh, factual. Hmm. She's like, I don't know. Maybe I thought that by the website. What's the name of the place? Do you remember? Preston's. It's like Preston. in North Scottsdale. What was the place we went with the uh, butter uh, butter cake? Mastros. Yeah, it's uh, Mastros. Yeah. Chris Ball, right? Wasn't our producer that took us there? Didn't the guy no, tell us so. Lincecum was just here? Wasn't that the story? Yeah, I went over Super Bowl. I think someone had just said Mahomes was just here. I, I You go there a lot. So-and-so was just here. I think that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Chung. Uh, not, uh, Giants got Lee, John. Giants got Lee. You got a scouting report on him? Slap hitter. I think people are trying to figure out whether or not the KBO is like single A, double A, or triple A right now. And um, he's got a, uh, I think he's got a big, big uh, ankle. He's coming off a broken ankle. Um, so I got the KBO MVP who's coming off a broken ankle. And it's, I think I saw Larry Kruger tweet out the last KBO MVP that came. Let's just, you know, this isn't like you just show Otani 2.0. It's like, uh, relax a little bit. They gave yeah, the a lot Red of Sox money. It was like $110 million. Yeah, I think the plus looks like another 20. You got to pay the team. Who was the main guy everyone was going after? Not this guy, the guy the Red Sox got? Well, that was last year. The Red Sox got that guy last year. Was that guy more hyped than this guy? I think so. He was a power hitter. That guy hit like third for the Japanese. This guy everybody wanted to. This guy was like a big time free agent. Oh, the, the Red Sox got one of the guys, Otani, which is playing mowing trout down. Oh, they got him too? No, no, no. I'm saying like one of those guys, you said those batting three for their team is on the Red Sox. He played for the Red Sox last year. They had dudes I remember in that game. I just had the not two in that individual game. game. They were yeah. just like, who are these guys? I would sign yeah. all these players. The two pitchers in that game. In Did the Giants get one of those two guys? I don't yeah, I don't know if those guys are coming have, have arrived yet. I don't know what the deal is. I don't but, either. But yeah. Slap hitter. I don't Fucking fandom was built on Barry Bonds and Will Clark, and they're signing. Well, you know, it's part of a you, you add Ballinger too, John. If if Buster can convince him, Buster's got to like 
Bellinger good? But he had a good year last year. Where'd he play? Cubs. Cubbies. See, is it like a, a Schwarber thing? Kind of buy low? So buying low on Bellinger. No, <laughs> not now. But you like when the Phillies got Schwarber, he's kind of not buying low, but then, you know. Little athlete, John, a little athleticism is not going to hurt the Giants. No. A couple uh, quick super chats here. Five bucks from Horse Blooded. Do you feel like Cam Newton would still be the NFL and not sitting at home if he was a better game manager? He's He is sliding a skill he never had. I saw him on with, uh, uh, pardon my take, like a week or two ago, and he said, you know, that you can't, it's, he's like, it's hard to bring Cam. He didn't say it third person. He said, like, it's hard to no, bring Cam. No, he does. Got, yeah, he talks third oh, person. Did he say Cam? It's hard to yes. bring Cam in? Yes. Uh, because, like, it's, you know, it's kind of tough for the starting quarterback if I show up. I'm like, well, you think Dak would be threatened or? I think Cam, I have a lot of respect for him as a player. I think he's living a little la la land with some of his ideas and takes. Not the not even necessarily. You just hear him talk. He's just he's just out there. <laughs> he's out there. Uh, Matt asks, uh, "Will the new ranked voting for the MVP affect Purdy's chances for the award?" Maybe ranked voting being like there's a uh, the points right. So like first place gets five points. Oh, they're not. Oh, because that was why Russell Wilson never had a vote because. They changed it. There's not only first place votes. You don't just get like 50 guys get one vote. So now, now you, you can get, get first place. The guy with a bunch of second place votes can get you know more points if let's say Purdy and McCaffrey were to split votes. Like that's where it could hurt Brock. I think right. It's like the Heisman. It's like the Heisman. Yeah. Twenty ruples from Jonas. Uh, the Purdy QB status became out of control. Literally turned into politics. People believe something, then try to find one or two things to prove their point. If not, they manipulate the stats to show he's nothing. It's disgusting. Oh, I think he's talking about the stats with Jimmy G. It's just, I, I read all the PFF, I d- deep dive, John, and then I just go, oh, I think it's about the eye test on this one. But but the eye test is not a, you know. No one agrees on the eye test either. Simmons ringer crew hates Purdy. They think he sucks. That's fine. Well, you know, I... I don't like the idea of telling Simmons ringer crew, you guys must be wrong when the guys played. It's a year. Let's just, let's, let's, how, how's it play out in four years? Well, let's, I think you're, I think you're wrong if you're like breaking him below Tua. Well, yeah. yeah, you're wrong on that. And you're also wrong if you think that anybody could step in and do what he's doing with the Niners this year, which is the way that crew that it, that's leading that charge. Wrong with a lot that. of people behind it are, yeah. are adamant on that. They're, they're wrong about that. I see him make too many throws consistently that a lot of guys can make some of those throws, but they don't make all of the throws all of the time, which is basically what he does. He makes all of the throws all the time. Agreed. And from Matthew, I love Brock. Cannot believe how lucky we are. That said, I couldn't care less about the MVP. In fact, I hope he gets snubbed, so he's pissed. Yeah. I also don't care if he wins the MVP or not. I think it's interesting in this year, though, because it's like, if that I, 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 mean, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty big deal historically. Uh, you just Google some of them. I mean, it's it's yeah. hard to shake. You're the NFL MVP. You're saying what would be the significance? Of I'm that? just saying, like, if he if he could have won it and doesn't win it, like he might, you know, it's like there's, you're not guaranteed to win these things. Oh yeah, it's, I I also it's think a, it's a pretty big deal if he wins it for a lot of different factors. History of his career. Is this is like an outlier situation? Does he go on to be an all-time great player? If he keeps playing well these next couple of years, the, the amount of money goes up. I mean, it's just there's a lot of shit. There's just a lot of different angles. Yeah, adds to the legend, takes away from the legend. I, I think know, 
honestly, I when I stop to think about it, like based on what you just said, I think we're almost too close to it. Like, if you told me that this year happened in 1984 before I was alive or watching football, and it was like, yeah, this guy was the last pick of the draft and he won the MVP and his team won the Super Bowl. Let's just say that happened. But just he was the last pick of the draft and he won the MVP. I think it'd be crazier. I'd recognize how crazy it is versus like right now where you go, the last pick of the draft might win the MVP in his second year. Well, I agree because depending on how his career went, it would just be one of those things like uh, it would just, you know, the the word would describe like Bill Buckner, right? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever happened, like the everyone would the, just know the malice of the palace, whatever. It's just certain things, whether you were alive for it, whether you weren't, whether you watched it, it just goes on forever. Right. And that, that would be a situation like he got Wally pipped. It would be the Purdy, whatever. It would be a thing. Right. And part of that is time, which we got to see how this age, because if he were to win the MVP and they were to win the Super Bowl, whether he goes on to be Drew Brees slash Tom Brady or whether he's Terrell Davis two years, it's a historic conversation forever. Right. Yeah. No matter how it goes. Right. He wins the MVP. They win the Super Bowl. And if he were to win the Super Bowl MVP, like if he throws three or four touchdowns, you could argue it might not even – like it would just be an all-time season. I don't – in sports history. Yeah, in sports history for sure. He would have, after two years, one of the wildest careers ever. After two years, he could walk away Yeah, with his $800,000. His, his accomplishments in one year would be like matched by small percentage of guys. Right. He'd be like, oh, Roethlisberger had the same career. <laughs> yeah. Did Ben win an MVP? I don't think so. Yeah. Like Rogers. Uh, Russ never did it. Russ never did it. Breeze never did it. Steve Young. Steve has one Super Bowl and one MVP. Yeah. Right? Yeah. One MVP. Okay, I got I to go to this dinner. Go, Plus, tonight, John's going to the old right steakhouse in Scottsdale. It was started in 2017. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Later. Okay, I'm out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.